What's good, Chop Nation? What's going on? What's I, I know you don't be confused. Go ahead and come in, come in, get comfortable, send a share, send a like, whatever you need to do. This is the Chop Up Show. Uh, I know it's a Tuesday afternoon. We on vibes right now. We got some stuff we want to talk about. We want to make sure we tapping in with y'all, especially since it's summertime and we got the time to spend. Uh, so we're gonna get into some things. I'm here with the political plug. Y'all already see him on the other side of the screen. Definitely always great to be with my boy. Um, and we've been dealing, we've not not really dealing with some things. We've been experiencing some things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I definitely I'm excited about that. I want, I want, I want the plug to go ahead and announce it, go ahead and talk <laughs> about it because we we have hit a milestone. And it's really because of y'all that this is even a thing. So shout out to the Chop Nation for making this happen. But go ahead, plug, talk to the people. What, what what's been going on? Yeah, man. So uh I am pleased to announce that the Chop Up show is now verified. Blue check on Instagram. Now, let's be clear. It's verified on Instagram, right? Yeah. It means that, you know, got a little bit more weight than if it, we say, you know, we was verified on Twitter. Everybody with $8 is verified on Twitter. <laughs> it don't work like that on Instagram. And even because we kind of went through like a little identity crisis when it happened because we was kind of looking through to be like, wait, us? Like we? Right. Verify, they verifying us? And so we trying to. We, we still trying to get the 10K to be honest. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes it crazier. Right, just a few hundred away from 10K on Instagram. Uh, so if y'all ain't subscribed or if y'all ain't following us over there, do that. Uh, now, there was a little hiccup, though, so I want to be clear. Anybody that's already following the uh, the Chop Up show on Instagram, you may have noticed that the that there's one person in the profile picture on our Instagram. Uh, for whatever reason, the verification process for Instagram is very weird. And it required like a picture like that and other things that needed to be done. And so for like the next month, that little, you know, cheesing ass picture of me will change. Be... We're gonna try to get that change because <laughs> the top of show. It's it's two and a half people on this show. You see right. what I'm saying? Uh shout out to Conscious Lee. And so we can't just I think it's it's petty uh that his face is the only one we see, but it is a big deal. Um, just in terms of what we've been trying to do and how we've been trying to grow all of this very organically to do that. Yeah. We also getting some bumped up, bump up, bumped up status on YouTube, uh, which is also, you know, an amazing thing. So this week has just been a lot of success, a lot of surprises, a lot of opportunities. And we're gonna keep doing what we do and do it better, uh, and 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 expand what we do to make sure that we always keep y'all engaged, having good conversations with y'all. Shout out, shout out to uh Tori J too. Who's in the chat right now, uh, sliding in here for the conversation? Everybody else, I'm excited to hear y'all see y'all come in. But uh, we live, like we love it. Like, and when I say we live, I don't just mean like right now in this moment. I mean like we we cooking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's some it's something going down. So uh, you know, now that we got that out of the way and I've been able to celebrate and just shout out the people who really boosted us to that point. And if you're not following us, go ahead and get on Instagram and follow us at the Chop Up Show. Go ahead and get us to 10K. Please. We're trying to do that. We try to do that. Yeah. We try to do that. Go follow the Before they figure show. something out and take our shit. <laughs> right. Also, shout out to everybody who uh, got spilled. You know, we talked about the giveaways, and we got a couple people that the plug has not sent invites to. I've been passing out invites like hotcakes, <laughs> and uh, the plug is a little bit behind. But shout out to everybody. Yeah, who I'm gonna get to it. Spill. You said you're gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. 
I'm gonna get to. Mm-hmm. So the, the only that. delay is I don't have an iPhone. I'm a, okay. I'm, so how you got the code? How you got the code? Like, because <laughs> my my wife got an iPhone, so I'm gonna do it on my wife iPhone. Wow. Uh, and okay. once I set it up on my wife iPhone, I'm gonna start sending it out. But you know, she you she be on her phone a lot. So we we are we are gonna get those sent out though. You know what I mean? We got a couple more that we are gonna send out. So y'all let us know. And shout out to those of y'all who hit us up and ask us for the invites. We're gonna make sure uh, to get them to you. Uh, within the next couple of days or so. But just the fact that y'all listen, that y'all tapped in, tuned in, it's always excited just to hear y'all, see y'all pop up, like what's really good. So uh, thank y'all for trying to connect with us on other platforms. Shout out to the now, Homie J Universe. Shout out to the Homie J know, Universe. Always. I don't do iPhones. Me neither, big dog. Hey. <laughs> Me neither. We ain't listen, doing that. I'm, I'm not here for the slander. Shout out to Miss My Asia. Shout out to Tyler. What's good? Uh, you came too soon in the conversation. Well, we did give you some heat, Tyler. By the way, hopefully you heard the announcement about us being verified on IG. That's the heat for right now that you got uh, while you're on your three-minute break. I hope the workday's been good to you. Though. I hope that they've been good to you. And, uh, yeah, like I was saying, don't come in here today, Universe, talking bad about these phones, okay? We, yeah, we ain't do it. Team my phone. Uh, but it's the, it's the political talk. You know, that's the conversation for today is us getting into... Uh, y'all saw the title of the show, Crime and Politics, and pr- Crime and Elections more specifically, and how we need to be understanding the relationship between those things, particularly as individuals, Black people specifically, that have a particular relationship to crime, um, or so they say. So I'm going to turn it over to the plug. Plug, go ahead and start shaping and rounding out this conversation about crime and elections. All right, so so this is the thing. Uh, this is actually, and, and Toya kind of identified it as we was kind of preparing to have this conversation with y'all it's a it's a personal conversation for me it's a personal conversation for me uh, and, but in, in order in order to for y'all to understand why uh crime and elections matter to me as much as it does i think we need to have a conversation about uh us more as your host like i feel like y'all gotta learn a bit, a bit more about us right and you know black people uniquely have uh a different relationship when it comes to crime Toy and I grew up in uh, a similar, actually, like, really damn near the same neighborhood, close to, mm-hmm. uh, about, what, five, ten minutes away. Um, you know, I, but, could, I could go down the rabbit hole on them, but I won't. Yeah, we did, sure. <laughs> let's, hey, let's stay on topic. Right, let's stay on topic, please. Uh, and so, uh, in, in order to help shape this conversation, I want us to talk about our relationship to crime, mm-hmm. criminality. Toya, uh, I, want, I, want, I want to let you go first. Um, in terms of growing up in in, in Kansas City and the way that, in, in the way that that is, what what like how how do you understand? How do you look at crime, criminals, criminality, that type of shit? Shout out to shout out to Donnell who slid up in here, uh, still repping Joys, but it's, it's, Joy it's still family. love, it's still Joy love. family, yeah. Um, but to answer the question, my relationship to crime was was very. It depends on what you mean by relationship to crime. Um, I grew up in a very organized, very structured household. My mother worked for the city of Kansas City in a very visible posi- uh, position where she was whatever she Pillar was doing, of the community. interacting Shout with the public. The she directed, <laughs> she directed uh, at least four or five community centers, Southeast, uh, Greg Center, Garrison, Marlboro Community Center, uh, as well as was the special events coordinator. So you pick a holiday, like 4th of July, my mom was on. You know what I'm saying? Because she was helping organize the city's approach to celebrating that holiday. So whatever. You pick another holiday, Flag Day, Yom Kippur, right? She was a part of it in the mix. That's <laughs> how the city yeah. was celebrating these, these, yeah. these holidays. Um, and so 
that being said, like it was very muchly our surroundings, my habitat where I grew up was muchly crime free. Like I never even saw my mama drink until like I was in grad school. And I was like, oh, we grown. Like, but she very, I think, strategically kind of set up that environment where it just wasn't a lot of that around. So we were victims of crime. Um, and this is, you know, people who might talk about black on black crime doesn't exist, intracommunal crime the same way in your neighborhood, the people who look like you probably steal from you and, and do whatever to you or whatever. Right. So, right. you know, her house, well, first our house got hit by 18 Wheeler and then they got robbed while we were out of the home. Hold on, um, wait, so wait, 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 you can't, say, you can't say that fast. You can't say that fast. Doesn't matter. First, your, uh, your home was hit by an 18 wheeler. It was a gaping hole. Uh, was was put in my home because the, the car just kept coming. The big the vehicle just kept coming in my home and didn't stop until it hit it. And then what and happened then, after that? While we were out of it, you know, somebody came in and robbed our house and stole a bunch of stuff. I think I've even talked about this on the show before, but craziness. Um, mm. In that regard, what else has happened? Like, I think my mama has caught, like, the neighbors have broken into our house before. I think when my brother and sister were teenagers. Uh, what else? I think I gave you another example when we were kind of talking about stuff. I can't remember what it was at this point, but like, just little, oh, I got shot at. I did. Yeah, you got shot at. Right, 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 right. How could I forget that they was trying yeah. to take me out, y'all? And I'm not even affiliated. Um, I know people that know people, but I ain't in nothing. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. um, I was the witness. Me and my nephew were outside vibing in my backyard. And my backyard is not actually in the back of my yard. It's on the side of my yard. Uh, the side of my house. It's not in the back of my house. It's on the side of my house. And so we can see the street, you know, from the side, from from the from the backyard. And yeah. we saw these dudes basically run out of this house across the street. And I stay on, like, the street, like, it's flat on my side. But the houses across, my, across the street from my house are up on a hill. So all we see is people running out the house and running down the hill. And we like, yeah. okay, they're trying to get out of town. Like, cool. As they run down the hill, niggas turn around and gawka, 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 start blowing up the house. You know what I'm saying? I think they shot one time on the way out. So it was like chaos. They start shooting inside, shot some more outside. They jump in the car. We witnesses at that point. Yeah. We've seen the car. They tried to snuff us. They tried to get rid of the witnesses. So... They got literally got in the car and drove and it started to drive off, stopped the car, got out of the car. And my mama had a shed in our backyard, which was the saving grace of that, because I was like, Devon, get over here now. He runs across the yard. He playing pickup sticks. You know, little kids, they play little stupid games. Yeah, he yeah, been yeah. Seven. He's just happy. I'm sitting outside with him. He's finding sticks and lining them up in the, in the, in the, uh, the, the driveway. And so I yell for him to come. And as I'm doing that, they turned around and blah, blah, blah. Start shooting at us. We're like, what we do? <laughs> they came back around. They 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 drove off and then stopped and basically tried to get what? an angle at us. They saw us from behind the shed. Drove off a little bit. Was like, no, we got to kill them niggas. Stopped. Got out of the car. Shot at the shed. Got back in the car. Drove away. Like, literally, okay. paused their getaway to try to make sure we, we, we wasn't around to tell us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's why. That's why. Yeah, I mean, that's... and so it was. It was interesting. You know what I'm saying? I think I might have been in college, early college, late high school, early college. I want to say early college, somewhere up in the middle. But that was a hell of a visit back home, and I was like, "Get me out of here." Um, we'll we'll go back <laughs> to Victoria now. We'll go yeah. back to the middle of Central Kansas and go do our thing. But again, not a part of crime in the the active functional sense, but very muchly 
you know, Experience I grew up in a neighborhood where niggas was doing what they was doing and trying to get what they was going to get. And I saw people going without. So what do you do? My mama had a nice, stable job. I always kept a nice car. I always had, you know, a house that you felt like somebody cared about and took care of. So a couple times niggas tried it and went in there and tried to take some stuff better than that. And she's been living there for decades, too. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really expect that. I don't even expect that from you. When you tell, when you told me about it, that was kind of like that's why, because I, I don't expect you to be in them type of environments. I'd have been in them type of environments, and, <laughs> and this is a part of the reason why, like I take a lot of this like criminality conversation and politics personal is because if we being for real, like it's like how Toya, you know, you was raised by a pillar of the community. Shout out to Miss Curl Green. Uh, I was raised by dope dealers. Mm-hmm. I was raised by drug dealers. Uh, right. like every, the, the, the people who like literally like put food in my mouth, <laughs> like that, that food was bought for money that, that was from selling dope. I, that's, right. that's, that's my whole background. My first stepfather, uh, was well known in, in Kansas city for selling dope. Uh, he took me in, you know what I'm saying? Uh, raised me like his own, adopted me, but he was murdered over some street shit on my birthday. It was crazy. Uh, it is. That's crazy. Then my uh, second stepfather, like after like you know things get settled, cause, you know that shit was wild. Uh, I witnessed the murder at that time too. That was also wild. Uh, and then you know shit kind of settled down. And then uh, my mom and my second stepdad, another street nigga. Like my mama was like, I love my mama to death, but she was like the quintessential drug dealer girlfriend. Like, if you, if you and I, your mother said she was kind and nice, and I know she worked with kids. Yeah. Like, she's like, the opposite she's the epitome of, you know, a good girl, like I'm, a bad boy. I'm, I'm telling you, like, I'm really, if my mama life could have been snowfall, no bullshit. Like, from a, wow. from a, like, I'm telling you, like, I, I've, the conversations that her and I have had since she was, you know, like, that, that, now that I'm older, I got my own family, she look at me yeah. as, like, the patriarch. You feel me? Of my family. Because she letting you in a little bit. She's telling you some stories. She yeah, like, she's breaking hey. it down. You know what I mean? And, like, she was like, write a book about my life. I was like, I will. Like, after hearing about this shit, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I, I kind of come from that. You feel me? And so, like, the way that people kind of d- depict who those people are and where they come from and how they act and how they be- behave and what's mm-hmm. important in all of them, like, I... I all the, the way people interpret all that, I take it personal. Like I defend the people who are called criminals. Like I, I, I thought like to me, I feel like that that word is so loaded. I mean, because it's only ever referring to what a group of people look like, not never for real they actions. Main problem, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's always about what a group of people look like, never their actions. Because like, yeah, I say that I was raised by people who broke the law. You feel me? But with with that, uh, when we talk about like the environment that they came from, they came from. My second stepfather, straight up, he uh, he he told me I actually saw him bagging up dope one time, like you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, doing off a little something to the side. I peeped over, and he kind of caught me looking. I was like, ah oh, shit, let me turn around. You know what I mean? Because I thought I was gonna get in trouble. But instead of instead of like him like chastised me for being nosy or whatever, like, I'm probably like 12 or 11 at the time. Mans gave me his life. You feel me? He was like, I was uh, on my own since I was 16 years old. You feel me? His, his dad was on drugs. His mama was crazy. I know this from personal experience. He raised me. I was around his family. 
I've, I've, I was around his family at the time when his father died, and I seen how all of them behave, and it was on some other shit. My baby sister does not fuck with that side of her family because they're crazy. And so he was telling me, like, I, since I was 16 years old, this is all I've known how to do. You know what I'm saying? Street shit. Like, this is the type of life I live. This is how I feed y'all. This is, you know what I'm saying, how I take care of us. All of that. So from that moment, like, I've never saw, like, the, the criminal that the world tried to create to me never existed. Because, mm-hmm. like, I know these, like, this man is like this. Like, I could describe him only as a family man, never talking about drug dealer shit. Both of them. I could talk about them only as family men and not have to put the drug dealer aspect on them and, and motherfuckers be like, damn, like, I'm sounding like great dudes. Because, again, these are my stepfathers. So these is street niggas that came into my life and was, like, looked at my mama, her kids, and was like, I'm taking care of y'all, like, for real. Like, mm-hmm. like the reason why I know how to change a tire, uh, fix the plumbing, change a battery, a spark plug, change the oil. Anytime there was something mm-hmm. going on around in our crib, he was like, you got to be there and watch. You feel me? But another aspect of his life is the nigga was in the streets. Yeah. You feel me? So, when the reason why this is important, and this is why I've been hounding George and Toya about this conversation and been bringing it up every opportunity yes. that I can, is because no, uh, we... I'm trying to not have a conversation. <laughs> We're going to have this conversation. Hey, we not, we not, I'm, not, I, I'm not running from this. Like we, got, we have to talk about this. And we at the beginning of an election season. So for me, the way I'm looking at it is like I'm I'm trying to help give y'all the game. I'm trying to give niggas the lens uh, as as we kind of step into what's going to be the 2024 election. And um, reason why it pissed me off the way it do is because during this time of year, this is when they routinely uh, fuck us over by framing us as the criminals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uh, white people, middle class people, like them type of voters. Like, this, this is the time of year where they typically uh, take all the fears that they have of all these different types of people, all the fears of black people, all the fears of brown people, all the fears of poor people, and then literally framing them as, vote for me, I'll make sure those people don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure those people, I, like, oh, crime in this neighborhood and crime in that neighborhood, right? What pisses me off, though, is that as they talk about crime in, in people's neighborhoods, crime everywhere else going into this election we seeing crime in the republican party like ex- exorbitant crime like you correct me if i'm wrong through the roof amounts of crime correct me if i'm wrong and so you are wrong sure. you should turn yourself on ring girl <laughs> if you want to be correct it's all, it's all, it's all wrong. Hey, 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 also, y'all make sure y'all hit that like button when y'all, when y'all come in, uh, for sure. Let's get, let's get, us, get it in the algorithm. But, uh, but so <laughs> as we, so we going into this election, this is a tip, typically a time of year where these people, uh, complain about crime, point out crime, com- and, and, and literally make it a certain group of people, black, brown, and poor people. These are the people they talk about when they talk about crime. But this, like in 2024, this is the most, explicitly criminal Republican party that I, in my lifetime, like I've said, I know that corruption in politics has, have existed for yeah. a, a period of time, but in my lifetime, this is like, this is probably the most corrupt that are, are like explicitly criminal. Now, the funny thing about this is when I say shit like that, when I'm like, this is the most explicitly criminal, like this is crazy. 
So you, what is your response? What what has been your response? I mean, kind of. <laughs> like, sure. Um, but my response has been very meh about it because, and this is what I said, we'll use some debate language to talk through this. I was like, why is this an inherent conversation? Meaning, from your perspective as somebody who wants to forward this as an important conversation, why is this something or what about this necessitates that we talk about this at this time in this way and try to resolve some of these questions, right? Another way we describe this in debate in a different context is uniqueness, right? What is unique about the phenomena of white people doing crime and getting away with it, white collar crime, political crime, crimes against humanity, um, and them getting away with it. And the crimes that niggas do every single day that they get the worst, harshest form of punishment. We talking about a world where in the state of Texas, for example, is a black man. And I'm ashamed that I don't know his name because he is literally a political prisoner. He is a prisoner of the time. Why do I say that? I think he spit at or in the direction of a police officer. And they put that man in prison for 70 years for spitting. Yes, there was not a lot in between. They had an unfortunate interaction. I think he spit on him. Um, and that, that gave him a 70 year sentence in jail. And so when I live in a world where these types of things are true, it's hard to be like, oh, the Republicans are at it again. Oh, Donald. And then, of course, you know, and we've held out optimism um, and hopefulness that the various cases brought against Donald Trump, particularly recently, would be resounding enough to knock him off his horse. But here we are, two in what was it, two impeachments, two indictments, uh, an impeachment and a couple of proceedings and a bunch of investigations and a bunch of indictments, like literal, you're guilty, yep. decisions being made, and the man's still free. You know, so if Lee was here, you know, he would be like, you niggas drunken, and he was never convinced that, you know, that's one thing he stood, stood pretty firm on is that he was never convinced that Donald Trump was gonna go to jail. And so I look at those examples and I'm like, okay, why is this unique? Why is this inherent, right? As oh, I mean, and and I think and and while I I definitely appreciate that right like I I think that's a that's a great question because it allows me to be more clear about mm-hmm. and, and and I mean and again more adamant as to why this shit is is extremely uh, significant still right because the the uniqueness of what you said was you kind of pointed out like hey you yourself can identify this instance of of racism and and how it functions differently. Uh, or how it functions in our legal system differently for black people, right? In 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 the situation where how where how this dude ended up, so you know why is this unique? Da 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 da. Right? I can concede that it is not unique at all, especially as as we consider ourselves critical race theory scholars. Shit, this is what we expect in this type of system, right? Mm-hmm. But this where where we mess up though, where we mess up is that. When it when it then causes us to be apathetic, because what then happens is it's it becomes what 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 really needs to be understood as normative or normalized oppression, right? It's the it's the type of oppression that we know it's there, we know it exists, but it's normal, right? So we don't it, it's not like we we used to that, like you know what I mean, like and that's what's and that's what's being identified. But what what I think is the most dangerous ab- about that though. Is that just because that shit is normal don't mean it, it need to be okay. You feel me? Like I like 
I think a perfect example is when, when people are trying to talk about what's wrong with like grooming and like predators and, and, and like how like older men have preyed on younger women, specifically in the mm-hmm. black community, right? Niggas turn around and be like, well, your grandpa was married in, at, with your grandma. At, and, you know, and back then, you know, it was a different time. And, you know, back in that time and, and like, it, and how, and I don't know how many other like times in history we can look at and be like, that like it was some wild shit that was okay. Even slavery, people go back and be like, "Well, you know, at, at that time they just thought differently, right?" Mm-hmm. It was like that. What was what? That is what was normal. It was oppression. It was violent, right? It was dangerous, but it was normal. Mm-hmm. People in 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 those environments that felt that it was normal, the the way that it became not normal no more is that. They spoke, like, they consistently talked about what was normal. Like, niggas was like, yo, being a slave is trash. It was like, duh, <laughs> we know. Right. Yeah, I know, but niggas still, <laughs> you feel me? This shit is yeah, trash. Yeah. Like, we need to, you feel me? So, like, it, it's like, even though, like, I feel like we can look at these different things and say, like, yeah, like, this is how, kind of like how this, this, this shit function. It's how it operate. Like, there's value and being able to look at, and being able to call these things out because that's the only way it goes from being normal to not normal. You feel me? That's the only way. Yeah. I mean, perfect example, Me Too. The Me Too movement is a, is a perfect example of how it literally just... Because think about the concept of Me Too. It was, yeah, that shit happened to Me Too. That shit happened to Me Too. And the whole... The, the, the fact that the phrase was so prevalent in these conversations is like... Damn, like that's not cool. <laughs> like, right. Like, you know what I mean? That's not okay. So I don't dis I don't disagree. I think, you know, when we look, you know, while we're talking through examples at uh George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, I think and when I think back to those instances, I don't know that they were necessarily uniquely bad, like or worse than like the Alton Star- Starlings or the Korean Games or the I mean, we could pick a name from the Sandra Blands or anything like that, right? I just yeah. think it was a tipping point. It was a, this shit is a little bit too much. Because, like, I just literally, I don't know why it made the waves that it made. I don't know, like, besides them obviously being terrible and messed up, right? But I think those are examples of the apathy that we end up develop, de- developing. And, and it's so unintentional. But people often talk about trauma porn, right? And it's just like regular pornography in the sense that when you become overly exposed to it, it just don't hit the same. You know what I mean? When you watch it all the time, like there's something on the inside that's going like this. Sure, there's like a little flutter that is the compulsion that you have and the whatever you, you know what I'm saying? And not even compulsion, but the alertness, right? There's something triggered inside of you but you don't react and respond to it the same, right? And so we see these instances, a lot of people look away from the videos, a lot of people, and you can't handle it and it's too much and and all that is valid, but we often become desensitized, right? Like these senses literally are muted from responding to those moments in the same ways. And so I think similarly, when we hear about another indictment or another case or another instance of, it's just like, yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's the trains running on time. It's, what we expected meeting our expectations. This is why when cops go to jail, jail, when Derek Chauvin gets a sentence, whatever, that people are so stunned. And it is because of the normalization, right? And the unintentional apathy. We don't mean not to care as much. We don't mean to like not turn up every single time. 
I just right. think we end up having to be, and that's also the, it goes comes to the capacity of people. Like we don't have it in us to turn up every single time. It's just yeah. it ends up that being burnout. It, it comes at the expense of being consistent and creating consistency behind outrage that then, you know, hopefully materializes results. So I and and, and I understand that, right? And I guess I guess for me, some of when we started a lot of the conversations that we had in debate was kind of centered around like looking at uh like being able to look past what we've come to expect as the you know the the uh the thing that we should pay attention to right like mm-hmm. so like i think we we would like you would agree that the like shit like the kkk um white nationalists white supremacists skinheads neo nazis like that type of racism like is like essentially universally called out as like wrong right mm-hmm. like that's it's it. overtly bad and it's loud right so it's right. easy to identify so it's right. like all right like that right. shit is definitely not allowed here <laughs> right and so the but the but the problem is though like our the uh the e- how easy it is for our, uh, for us to identify those forms of racism but then again at the same time recognize these lesser forms and then just a uh, and then have less of a a, a caring attitude towards right like even the the fact that we do that we end up developing that type of apathy because because I think the what's more important is again we talk about it in the context of an election season where like political engagement is is what like, apathy and political engagement don't go well together you feel me right and so I think they are, we are in, at, they are an antithesis to one another. Exactly, and I think we are. I think we are at a uh, at a unique time in history where the it's it, it's not as much as um, you know part like just uh, regular shit. It's not as normative. Like what's happening right now is even is is even more what I would say on the level of uh, like the the more overt forms. Of, of racism in terms of how we look at criminality it's there right. you feel me like five like five six indictments that's not normal <laughs> you it's know what not. I mean? like <laughs> yeah and so like that's why it's like if if at, if at any point there was a time for us to look at the ways in which uh, like we are criminalized during elections now is that time because if they've ever been hypocrites, if they've ever been hypocritical, if they've ever been on bullshit, th- mm-hmm. like, damn it, anytime they mention crime right now, they on that bullshit. And I think a unique way for us to kind of, uh, uh, for us to kind of look at that and kind of frame that is from one of my, if not my favorite philosopher, George Yancey. My nigga was mm-hmm. on some shit called Look a White. Mm-hmm. Look a White. Like, look, a white. Right? Now, for those who may not be familiar with the phrase, it is uh it's kind of like uh a offset of Fanon's look a negro france Fanon's uh-huh. look a negro where when Fanon was well he was like on a train or something um and a child looked and pointed at him and said look a negro right, right. And, and what that meant for his identity like as a as a black man and how like that look a negro was a, a form of punishment Right, like a social punishment, like easy, you, you, like you are always easily identified. You are always on the forefront. That kid threw a scarlet letter on him, absolutely. Right. So with the with uh, Fanon's look a Negro, that was like a punishment. 
Yancey's look of white. His name is George Yancey. The actual it's a uh, it's a collection of essays entitled "Look of White," and they all kind of yeah. examine whiteness. Uh, but what he's saying is that in a world where we can we can look and see that like whiteness kind of shapes like the white gaze, how whiteness sees things, shapes and creates how we see the world, right? In that world. Having a gaze that actually comes from the, the, the people who are the ones that's always being labeled, always being named, mm-hmm. right? Whiteness in and of itself is never labeled. Whiteness in, in and of itself is never identified. Right? It's its own. It's a, right. It's, it's what's normative. It's in the background. It's what we expect, right? So racism, we expect it. It's a normative. We don't expect the Ku Klux Klan to come marching down the street with a, uh, with a burning cross. We don't expect that. We do expect even the most liberal whites to grip their purse if they see a, a rough-looking nigga walking past them, right? Exactly. And the ones who love niggas the most, the ones who brag about hiring them and working with them and having a friend and and, a, and hanging and having them over for dinner and shit, they be the same ones who go and participate in right. the simulations of whiteness. And so what Yancey, what Yancey is arguing is that if we're going to call out normative oppression... The best way for us to do it is to have the have like a, what what he would consider a counter gaze, right? So when that woman is gripping her purse, a nigga be like, "Uh, white woman, hey, hey, it's a white woman on the block, y'all be afraid, right?" It's because like she's used to being the one pointing shit out, but now she being identified, and it's the same thing with racism, right? Especially in 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 politics during elections, if we we now have the capacity, they didn't gave it to us. They didn't put whiteness on a platter to be criminalized because they didn't did it themselves. They didn't make it easy, right? They've given us the they, they've given us low hanging fruit, right? Absolutely. That that that's easy to take. And it, I mean, it's delectable because it's 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 juicy. It's full. What's going on? We are gonna talk about what's going like you know briefly talk about what's going on with Trump, but they didn't make it easy. Go ahead, tell you. The one thing I wanted to add, you know, in the spirit of them making it easy because it's so flagrant and so in your face these days, but also, you know, the the need and insistence to point out whiteness where it exists is that there's also this mundaneness. And I think that's where I'm coming from. And that as we were talking about this, I was like, okay, now I got to get back on my toes a little bit and, and give this conversation a chance, right? Because when we talk about mundane violence, oftentimes when we talk about violence or we talk about crime, we talk about these really big extreme examples of them. And in the sense of how I felt, I'm like, oh, well, none of this none of this shit is all that extreme. Like these niggas commit crimes. They do this every day. They get away with it every day, whatever, whatever, whatever. But the logic of look white, the logic that Yancey is trying to forward is that in the same ways that, you know, Fanon was on a train and just minding his own business and just in a very mundane way, mundane being very subtle, very soft, non-prolific right not very big very small almost throwaway type of way he was called out for being black and that made an impression is the same way calling out whiteness in the very mundane ways that it exists in the mundane ways it causes violence and the mundane ways that it contradicts itself like in the context of crime it's important to go ahead and call out those small points and deal with that small slow violence that we see not the big boom not the big events not the protest of 2020 Right, those are extreme examples, and we got to point right. those out too. But it's these small tangential moments that are almost like I call them throwaway moments. That it is just as worthy as saying, "No, that's some shit. That is some shit." You know what I'm saying? That is 
Like, we know niggas associated with crime, the brown people associated with crime, and we know white people get away with crime, and they do the most crime and the worst crime. We know. But it's, it's, I'm never going to be too good. I should never be too good to make those connections. Right. I mean, so. and, 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 and especially when it's as obvious as it is. I mean, because, like, yes, it's, it's obvious because we always typically see it. But, I mean, like what, what, what's happening right now is, uh, is even mu- that much more explicit, right? Now, and, and not to say, uh, not to say that, like, literally, like how, like how it doesn't, uh, how it doesn't happen. Like, the, it's, it's explicit because it's normative. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's so, it's so in our face that it's we used to it. Like, we don't, we don't notice the sky, right? Yeah, it's, it's just there, right? It's a part of, it's a part of what we do. It's a part, it's a part of, of, of how we move, and so. That's why, like, the reason why Look at White is important in this instance is because as we go into this election, I'm giving y'all tools, folks. Like, the look, like Look at White is, is how you should frame how, how we view these politicians, right? Not based on, like, the, the kind of perspective that they try to give us, but what can we identify about them? Because you know what fucks me up the most? These motherfuckers have the most fucked, like, like, politicians have the worst reputation. They're known liars, like it's, yeah. it's, it, we joke about how they don't tell the truth. Like what kind of shit is that? But these is the people that we put in charge. Think about what I'm telling y'all. Politicians are known liars, but we That's still why it, take it them killed, serious. You know, it killed the vibe, especially coming up in an activity like debate and really caring about like social studies is one of my favorite classes. Like learning about, listen, watching the news, all that was all my shit. And so, you know, when you come from that type of background and you like niggas like this, the first thing that people say, you should be president. You should you should be the governor. You need to be a whatever, whatever. And for a while, it's like, yeah, look at all these people. They're doing things. They're changing the world. Then you start learning about some shit. You like, I ain't never. I, I had to start telling people I won't. Because you got all you got. It's, it's almost it almost seems mandatory. There are some people who shine through, who do right, who are consistent with their politics, who make that part of the equation one that I don't I won't say it's stomachable I still think the, the government is like a joke for the most part but are shining examples for what it means to be set apart I will give them that much and that is my political skepticism let me be but See, that I, being I, said I, like being a politician is just like part and par for, parcel for the course before you before you say anything I want to talk to my people i want to say what's up to c dot what's up to melodious hood therapy more one steve shout out to you showing love for us for having the dialogues that we do columbus shout out to you too it's a lot of y'all up in here real one we see you baby like everybody up in here is is vibing with us and with the conversation so thank y'all make sure y'all hit that look that like button make sure you hitting subscribe if you ain't staying tuned probably y'all are since y'all know to pop in on the random ass tuesday afternoon but you know right. stroke them buttons you know what i'm saying say what's up but no go ahead plug because all i'm saying is I wasn't buying it. When they were saying, go be the change, I was like, I'm going to do it, but not yeah. at the White House or at the, the, the governor's mansion or at City Hall. I'm not doing that shit. But, but that's, but, but, and, and I feel that, right? Because I kind of, like, I mean, me, I had, to, the reason why I became the political plug is because I, I recognized, like, it's a dirty game. I play it. It's a dirty game. Yeah. I play it. Like, I, like, fuck it. Somebody got to. You feel me? It's like, p- politics is not, you know, nice it's not fancy it's crooked you know what I mean? it's 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 dirty in a lot of ways and so uh that's why it's, it's it's important though that if if the expectation is even to think about having the type of politicians that's that's not gonna be crooked that's gonna be able to tell the truth about shit right like that we have to be the ones to call that out 
especially mm-hmm. during these like time periods when this is the time when we're supposed to be holding them account- accountable to anything in the first place. You feel me? And what what I think, uh, why I think we should start this conversation now is because historically, like this is like it, traditionally, right? Racism has been so baked into how we understand how we go about elections that most people don't even realize that uh, racism has its own name in campaigning. There's literally a campaign strategy focused solely on being racist. Hmm. That is called, excuse me, it's known as, I'm sorry, y'all. It's known as, <laughs> it is known as the Southern strategy. Surprise, not really, right? <laughs> right? It's known as the Southern strategy. And it was we, like we could see it being deployed as far back as the 1920s when black people were like purged from the politi- uh, from the Republican Party. But we saw it have it like used in its most prominence during the 60s and 70s during the civil rights era where uh, segregationist politicians would specifically and uniquely use the image of the black criminal to scare white folk away from integration. Mm-hmm. So if you was an anti-integrationist like voter, you wanted to hear from your from your elected official that hey, nah, hey, like t- tell us what we need to know. Are y'all scared of black folk? Well, I keep them out your neighborhood. And what and what fucked me up the most is that they try to call people like us race baiters for calling out racism. Yeah, politicians mastered the art of race baiting for votes centuries ago. Absolutely, <laughs> Centur- absolutely. Like, like trafficking in 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 uh, uh the fear like racist white fear for uh for political capital that I, I don't see how you get better at race baiting than that. I mean, then think about their their president that they love so much that commits the most crimes and that they want to reelect so bad. Uh, his announcement, his coming out party when he made this you know made it clear that he wanted to run for the president of the United States was racist as hell. Right, was full of dog whistles, but not even I can't even call them dog whistles. They were very direct statements right. about Latin A people and the, the the one of the many examples of cleaning the swamp or draining the swamp or whatever the hell. I think that's more associated with political people who are averse to his political agenda. Right. But his cleaning up America, right? His making America great again scheme and strategy was largely about the elimination of Latin A people. And so it was you know, they criminals, they racist, I mean rapists. Rapists. They they're bringing drugs. Uh, Thieves, guns. Drugs, Some of them might drugs. be good people, though. Sure, right. And then the good people that they talk about, they assume that only those people clean uh, hotel rooms and work for minimum wage instead of being some of the people who are leading this com- these communities in our society in the direction that it's supposed to go in. Right. Let's not forget about how terrible he was to Puerto Rico when they experienced Hurricane. What was it, Hurricane Maria? Yeah, this nigga was. He was. He was shooting. <laughs> He was shooting fucking paper toilet paper, paper towel rolls, like like, like it was a basketball game. Like somebody was standing over there, like I'm gonna be a goal, and you just sitting over here. No, these are people who ain't got no lights, who ain't got nothing, who don't have wa- running water, who don't have access to any resources, and you out here playing games with them at the the the, the conference, the press conference. Like you don't got no training, no train. He didn't. He no don't reason. have no training. But I would Terrible. be remiss if um if I did not mention one of the most infamous historical. Examples of race baiting, racialization in uh in, in, in an election. I'll take you back to nineteen eighty eight. Young plug was barely about to turn a year uh, just about to turn a year old. 
Dang I turned it up. You said 88? 80, well, I was born in 87. I was about to, I was oh. about to be a year. Because, you know, the, know. the election's in November, right? Sure. So this is, this is during the 88 election. And uh, I, I, I put it in the chat, man. Let me know if y'all know y'all history. Let me know if y'all know about Willie Horton ad. The Willie Horton ad. The first thing I want to point out. I know about it. Yeah, the the first thing I want to point out. The man's name is William. His name is William Horton. Uh, He was accused and convicted of uh, stabbing someone like 10 plus times. And he was sentenced to life in uh, Massachusetts. uh, Where the governor at the time was Michael Dukakis. Now, at the time, there was a, a furlough uh, weekend release program that mm-hmm. uh, that inmates were taking advantage of, and William Horton took advantage of that furlough. During that time, it is alleged that he escaped, uh, broke into this white family household, beat the beat the husband, stabbed up the husband, sexually assaulted the wife in front of the husband. Right? William Horton is alleged uh, to have done all this. I say alleged because to this day. He uh, he maintains his innocence. Now he has been caught in some lies about some things, so mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. But he st- but I I just want to make sure I point out that he maintains his innocence. Now the Bush campaign got a hold of this story. The first thing they did was they changed William's name to Willie mm-hmm. Willie Horton. The reason why we know this is because William Horton expressed and let it be known. That he has never in his life been known as Willie by anyone who knows him. <laughs> who and loves it's so him. funny because the Williams that I know, like the Williams that I know, they call me William. Like, and black people even say it, they don't be like William. They like William, William. It's William. my name is William. It ain't no Willie. It's it's William. The Bush campaign changed that nigga name to Willie. They called him Willie Horton. The whole campaign, right? Nigga fired the man name. And you and, and you know why, right? Because William could be a white man's name. Yeah. Right? So to create a complete disconnect, you had to call him Willie. Right? That's cool. uh, now <laughs> we have we have that as the precursor, right? And because George Bush goes on to win, right? The uh the the, the presidency. This is George H. W. Bush, excuse me, mm-hmm. goes on to win the presidency. Uh black people are criminalized. Uh, on down the line, you end up getting things like the the, the crime bill that, that everybody complains about with Joe Biden. But it, it starts with you don't get the crime bill unless you have politicians campaigning on the fear of the black criminal. Mm-hmm. OK, let's make Absolutely. that let's let's make that be known first. You don't have that. Right. So politicians, again, are trafficking in 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 the criminalization of black people. And while it's an effective strategy for them. They've done like as as Toya pointed out, uh, the white man Donald Trump did a pretty good job of it, calling Mexicans rapists and shit and getting elected, in in the spirit of George H. W. Bush, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 clearly an effective strategy. Ron DeSantis has been utilizing a lot. He, it's not helping him in the in the polls right now, but it's it helped. It allowed him to get into the governorship in Florida, so it has its advantages, right? So again, like we we know these things happen. Mm-hmm. We got to call them out, though. We got to we we have to speak on it. We got to look a white this shit mm-hmm. because, if, like, especially at this time, if they able to get away with criminalizing us this month, like time, like this time, this time, 
Right? Let me explain why. Is that okay? Can I explain why? Please. I wasn't there getting away. Because in, in terms of... In terms of the stories that I like that I've introduced to George and Toya, right? The conversation that we've had now is literally helping niggas understand I why I think these stories are important. And now it's actually time to talk about the shit <laughs> that kind of mm-hmm. pissed me off and sparked all of this conversation. All right. First. <laughs> well, I, well, actually, Toya, let me ask you this. How 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 well of a job do you think that I've created? Did, did I lay down the framework? Do we understand why we need to do this shit now? Sure, I'm 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 still obliging you up to this point. If, <laughs> at any point, I feel like we've diverted away from a point of interest, then then I'm over it. Uh, shout All out right. to the comments real quick though. This nigga uh, Tyra said, "You Uncle Willie son, tickle me. You Uncle Take Willie son." <laughs> <laughs> but listen. Oh, y'all are with me. Y'all definitely feeling the, the Willie vibe. Hey, shout out to conversation about the difference. Shout Willie out to John Witherspoon. Oh, yeah. I thought in my head, my favorite old comedian is John Witherspoon. Right. I, I just thought that yesterday. No bullshit. Shout Everybody out to, pop yeah. off. And shout Uncle out to Willie. one of the funniest shows that black sitcoms that don't get enough respect Wayne's Brothers. Definitely. The Wayne's is, Brothers, uh, without a doubt. There. Without a doubt. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Columbus Hill. My man C. Dot. Shout out to you, man. Uh, my boy T. Bird. But, uh, so I'm, I'm hoping for y'all as well, y'all, y'all understand the plug a little bit more. You know what I mean? I care about, I care about how black people are criminalized because I was raised in that shit. And I, and, and I understand the people that are that under the circumstances. You know I got a little cousin that's doing life right now. He's struggling. Shout out to Charles. You know what I mean? I love you. You feel me? So, you know, it's it, like this shit matter to me because I'd be damned yeah. if I'm, if I'm hearing about what's going like, you know, my cousin, like having to deal with the, the. Uh, the possibility of having to spend the rest of his life in jail, and I'm and I'm seeing Trump being held on a pedestal, being held on a pedestal, right? And and, and he playing games with the country. <laughs> you feel me? He playing games with the country. And so the first thing I, I mean, like, I think what it's I, also an important disclaimer in that moment to 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 be clear, we not like saying because there's a crime issue in in this country. Yes. Right there, there is yes. a crime issue in this country. And that's a conversation for a different day. But I mean, I, this there is there, right? right? There's theft is at an all time high. Violent crime is creeping up. Like it's just real. And the numbers are the numbers. I, I think that they are very conveniently relied on in, in in campaign time and then ignored and whitewashed and completely forgotten about at other times. And right. so that's another problem we have to deal with. But this is not an account, a discussion that is assuaging the crime that happens. People commit real crimes and you got to go to jail for the shit that you do. Right. right? Or you have to face these systems. But when we're talking about, for example, the man in Texas who spit and got 70 years and we're talking about cousins like, you know, people like Dominique's family who, you know, are in the prison system and looking for a long experience in that particular world. When you're talking about and then you you look at a Donald Trump walking around at the top of the polls running again for a second term, already been impeached. The man is a a sexual terrorist. He is literally (laughs) like a political criminal. He's a liar. Right. Like and proves that the large parts of his constituency he don't give a shit about has already been historically touted as a Democrat who just wanted to get in the politics game and take it almost like another ven- business venture and never like the leader of the free world. We know a lot about who we dealing with and he don't get treated with none of the slander, none of the shame that a lot of the same people we talking about do. So this is not a, a free pass to go do crime. This right. is not looking away 
from the issues, not only in black communities, crime happens in every other fucking community, which is Everywhere. what makes up the number statistically that we look like that these people is running off of. Right, that we're looking at, we look into, it's a whole lot of people on their hands of the crime that's happening in our communities. It's just very convenient that certain people get talked about and associated with it. So I think that disclaimer was important, maybe even more useful at the top for the people who think we just like, oh, well, black people commit crimes and then Donald Trump commit right. crimes. Why ain't Donald Trump in trouble? No, it's not about, you know, that, and it is about that, but that's a separate conversation in what we're saying today, which is that if it's crime over here, it got to be crime over there and all the crimes got to be treated the same. What, right. what is this shit that we left with? I thought so, it was relevant. Yeah, so uh so yeah, so it's 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 important that we one uh kind of recognize why or where the value lies in having these conversations. You yeah, know what I mean I mean because as much as people talk about again like how racism is a buzzword and this, this, that, they that that language is beneficial mm-hmm. to them. It's convenient for racism to become a buzzword because then they're able to utilize it more and get away with it more with less people calling it out. Right. And so we like we again we gotta look a white that shit. And so when we're saying look a white, the white that I want y'all to look at, we can start with again, when we're talking about Donald Trump, like let's think about let's let's think about the circumstances that he's under while he's still at the top of the uh, at the top of the Republican ticket. Just got it let, let they let him know today that for that January sixth shit, he getting another indictment. He looking at yeah. an indictment in, in, in uh Georgia for uh trying to overturn the election. Already got indicted uh for, for crooked hush money payments, already got indicted for mishandling and this is where it gets funny, y'all. Again, like oh white people do cricket shit, whatever. The devil's in the details. Donald Trump got indicted for a law that he passed. <laughs> Like the Espionage Act shit that he passed? Yeah. 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 That's the shit that they used to lock his ass up for mishandling them damn documents. As well as being in, uh, uh, losing his lawsuit for the E. Jean Carroll case. And she's suing him again for defamation for calling her a liar while he on the campaign trail. Yes, he did. Yes, she is. Yes, he did. Right. You got to. You got to. Immediately gotta, after the trial concluded. And look, and this is where this is where we are not allowing them. To push this conversation of criminality of blackness, specifically when the uh, the uh, the Republican National Committee, in order to get on a debate stage, I know this is where niggas be like, man, like the, the details. Yes, listen to the details. In yeah. order to get on the republic to to get on the debate stage for a, pre- a presidential nom- nominee as a Republican, you have to sign a loyalty pledge. That loyalty pledge has been changed to include language. Of even if we'll we'll vote for the Republican candidate, even if they are convicted of a crime. Never the type of language that's never been in there ever at any other time and point in history. You know, ever. you know what type of people find it necessary to include that type of language? Criminals. 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 <laughs> people who plan on fully intent on uh, committing a crime and don't want you to go nowhere. Right. So so the people that the people that's giving him these positions of power. Knowing that he couldn't, knowing that he about to be considered a criminal, like legally by being convicted of a crime, and they still talking about if you want to even compete on this debate stage for Republican nominee, you got to say that you're gonna even support. Melodious, a Melodious said we need a three strike uh, law for presidents too. Oh, like without they, a, doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. I think I think if you get that, I think you get the three. Your three strikes is three associations. <laughs> if you get associated with crime three times, nigga, like I don't care about the outcome. We gotta do something. I don't care about the proceedings. I don't care about when your trial is. You're done. We gotta do something about it. About? 
we got to do something about it. Uh, okay. So, and that's and that's just at the top of the ticket, right? That ain't it though. Toya, this nigga George Santos. Of course. Do y'all know who George Santos is? George Santos is a Republican who is they found out has lied about everything, everything on his resume. Not true, lie, whole ass lie, none of it. Even his name, they don't even know if that's his real name. And I'm not exactly. lying when I, I say that. If that's his real name. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not really? saying, and, I, and I'm not lying when I say that. That was an eyelash. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? He literally just got hit with a 13-point indictment from the Justice Department. That's the feds. And he's still a part of the Republican caucus. Help me understand what's going on. These people talk about caring about law and order. They definitely like to point out the black and brown people that they feel is criminals. George Santos is currently being indicted by the same Justice Department that you work with, Mm. Congress. But this man... Is still allowed because y'all want that vote. So, I mean, on committees saying shit, leading, talking, leading the docket, opening up. Like, what are what is really happening? Why? Why? How? I I think I just am confused because how dense do you have to be? You you trust this man? Like y'all trust this man? Like at least censor him? Like I understand letting him go through which they the process. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're working on censorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Democrats are enough. at least. Yeah. Well, they never work fast enough, which is their damn problem. Because we just they they be the Republicans be having niggas shutting up. Them Justins, boy, they got the niggas out of there so quick. <laughs> right. Like I don't understand. Shout out to the two Justins from Tennessee. But now we talk about some George Santos. We've been talking about George Santos for like a year. No, oh, hold on. He's he's running for re-election. People, George Santos is facing a thirteen-point indictment. Uh, after he just had to settle some shit in Brazil for a stolen check, right? He had to pay some shit back that he probably used campaign funds to do, right? <laughs> He's running for re-election. He was able to serve an entire term after being exposed as a fraud. Stop it. I, and here, I think the thing that is blowing my mind about that is what respectable jurisdiction wants your name on a ballot? Like, I guess, and, and here, it, this is one of those moments where you got to be careful what you ask for, because as Donald saw, Trump saw, turn about is fair play. So what you try to do for somebody else and do to somebody else to turn around biting you. And so I also, for the sake of argument, don't want a innocent and non-problematic person who uh, whose politics align more with mine to be up under allegations and not be able to run and have a campaign. So, you know, you kind of tread lightly, but at the same time, like, who looks at this nigga George Santos and is like, we're going to print your name out on another bill. I mean, on another ballot. We're going to let people come out and be like, look at, look at it. He literally was part a part Toya. of confirming and supporting anti-trans legislation and the nigga is a drag queen. Would be at the drag shows. Be like, what are you Whole ass anti-gay. But I Whole thought that's where all the sexual predators and all the criminals was at, was at the drag shows. Bingo. Him. Him. The ones he's okay. in. So, so then you got George Santos, right? But they want to talk sure. to you about crime in democratic cities. January 6th, these people, to be clear, 950 people were arrested. Over 950 people were arrested, mm-hmm. right? Over 950 people were arrested. About half of that 
have been like either convicted on federal federal crime uh, on a, on a federal crime and either been sentenced and are like sitting down right now or they're mm. waiting to be or they waiting to be uh sentenced to sit down right it's like 400 some people right it's clear what they did was fucking illegal yeah democrats or republicans to this day are still calling that shit like a proper uh political discourse They've went in so far as to create subcommittees to investigate the people investigating the January 6th people to hamstring the investigation into these criminals. Encouraging criminality. Yeah. Encouraging criminality. Right? We don't, we, I'm not trying to hear, I I don't want to hear shit about who's off on crime. I don't want to hear shit about who don't do nothing about crime, about democratic ran cities. Right, look, oh, look at they, look that's their favorite, favorite one. They're those Democratic run cities, those Democratic run states. That's they that's they favorite one to go lean on. So, so uh, when when they're literally using, and let's not forget about how Jim Jordan weaponized of uh, uh, the like his subpoena power to try to attack this black district attorney for simply doing his job. Right. They over he over the step he overstepping the bounds of what he's supposed to be doing. Now again, do the, are, the, are these details do they mean anything unique to what we know about the world? No. But this is how this type of shit is able to happen. Cause it ain't enough people who give a damn, and and the people that do give a damn, they too caught up in, you know, like cause MSNBC will be talking about it all day. You know what I mean? They they'll they'll push the conversation, and sometimes when I'm talking about shit that I care about to these niggas, I'm sometimes caught up in that cable news uh, fever as well. But but what we what we have to pay attention to is that the only way any of this shit is gonna be uh, uh, challenged. The only way to push back at, uh, like, uh, at any of this shit is to be able to call out what's, what's, what's normative in how we understand these things. The issues with elections and how they criminalize people that look like us. I'm telling niggas, take advantage of the fact that they giving us the ammo this time. They giving it to us right now. What Jim Jordan and them is doing. I know y'all don't know. Look up who Jim Jordan is. See how crooked this motherfucker is. Because we're going into an election again, people. Yeah. Right, it's about time. Like this is the time when we hold these people accountable. I mean, and these are the moments too where you know people sneak back on ballots. They do a whole bunch of shady ass shit, and the same people who are doing this, you don't check them. You know what I'm saying? People, enough people. It's already voting is at an all time low, but they are able to scare up enough people to come to the polls. And now you're wondering why you fighting with your kids' school district about what the hell they learning in class. It's because you wasn't really fucking with how shit was moving. And, you know, wasn't willing to be enough of a part. And this is me being somebody who was critical of the way that voting and systems and structures work. But we, we these people have local platforms, local enough to you that the reverberations of their actions and the reactions of people around you should matter, should be right. on your radar. Right. We we can't do shit about Donald Trump. We get it. Right. But there are people there are other links in the chain that I think shape and influence the power and the respect and the credibility he gets. A lot of the reason why he still has as much power as he does is that there are people who are elected on local levels who refuse to abandon him. And so he gives off the veneer 
and the notion, the perspective that he still has power. That reverberates through entire parties. People have a certain perception of who they need to align with and who they need to support and whose cosigns they need. And now politics is able to continue in a very mundane way, a very look white way where the whites is widened and motherfuckers is not even keen, none the, none the better about how they get in the slip and slide and do whatever. And all it really took was having an understanding of showing up or taking an afternoon real quick to get a motherfucker out of there. You know what I'm saying? I really feel like, you know, the energy that was put into making sure we got Trump out the White House, you know what I'm saying? Which led us to a Biden ticket. Like the energy that I even I falsely put into that logic and that mindset should have been a whole lot more, used a whole lot more to get a whole lot of people up out the way. Like, I don't even Mm -hmm. know completely if I'm buying what your political agenda is, but we know these niggas have to go. Right, because we 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 need like that's the little shakes and cracks and fissures that need to happen on these political levels on the level of the house on the level of the senate, right? That literally kind of create the fractures and parties that end up mattering a whole lot more than us trying to get Donald Trump out the way. So I see the error of my ways if even looking at that logic because I showed wasn't for Biden. I just knew that I wasn't had to get damn sure it wasn't for Trump. You know what I mean? So that that math. It maths. I think it logically makes sense, but that energy was put in the wrong place. The the last thing I want to touch on before we before we close out and let y'all get back to y'all uh, afternoon is this ain't even just a, a Democratic or a Republican thing, right? I I don't want to spend too much time on this because I don't like giving like Republican conspiracy theories too much light and all this shit. But I do want to speak briefly on Hunter Biden. What's happening with Hunter Biden does not completely disqualified from uh, voting for Joe Biden. Joe Biden is also not responsible for his adult son and his habits and behaviors. But let's be clear here. Hunter Biden definitely got caught smoking dope. <laughs> oh, he has he has a very public drug uh, battle, right? Uh, we also We also know about, you know, him and escorts and other other issues, right? These types of things. And while that shouldn't, that, and while that shouldn't mean that Joe Biden shouldn't be president or that you shouldn't vote for him, or that, it, should, it shouldn't even be. A, why shouldn't be? A, it should be an election issue. Let's be clear of one thing here. The main reason why Hunter Biden and what he's doing isn't blown up and as important as it is is because he's white. Don't let conservatives tell you it's because he's a Democrat. Don't let conservatives lie and say that the reason why Hunter Biden ain't going to jail is because he's a Democrat. Hunter mm-hmm. Biden isn't going to jail because he's white. Hunter Biden is protected just like all types of white people who have parents in power. Again, this is normative. Republicans are trying to make you think that, oh, my God, look at the corruption from Democrats. No, this is what white people do because Republicans, y'all do it as well. Y'all doing it with, uh, with, with uh, Donald Trump. What are y'all talking about? Right? So it, it's, not just, it's not just Republicans and their relationship with crime. Because we know Democrats like to lean on racial disparities to let niggas know that they tapped in. But to be clear, like, right, it is, it's the, the way in which Hunter Biden is being protected and put in this little bubble away from Joe Biden. I ask you if Malia Obama and Sasha Obama got caught smoking dope or got caught up with some escorts. Would that not reflect at all on Barack Obama? Would they say anything about, uh, 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 about you know, and, and Democrats, Republicans alike? Would it be, oh, no, that he, they're private citizens? 
we know good and goddamn well that mm-hmm. if Malia and Sasha was out there wilding out, like these white kids be doing, like the Bush twins, right? Like like the uh, Joe like Biden, Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, right. J- Donald Trump Jr. Right, all of them. He be he be on that stuff too. If he turn his camera on and start talking to people, that's the what? difference. Even though he came out and recently was like, yeah, yeah, well, course, if I got caught on coke, you know, that's not my thing. Of course. Right. So well, well, like, well, 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 he'd be a fool to not get turned on the camera and be like, deflection, deflection, deflection. Of course. Right. And so, you know, I I just want to be clear here. Y'all, you, you may hear conservatives or like, we're going into an election season, y'all. All of this shit. Try, come back and watch this and be like, damn, the plug was like, Right, come back and watch all these early election episodes that we've we, that we've done. Y'all can see the game, but just let it be known that this shit is not a demo, uh, Joe, uh, Hunter Biden is not a Democrat or Republican issue. It is an example of white privilege, period. So yeah. Uh, but that being said, Toya, you, you could go ahead and get ready to clo- go ahead and close this out. Uh, word on the street is we're gonna tap back in y'all Thursday night. Stay tuned for that. Um, we'll let y'all know if anything changes. Of course, if you're not following the Chop Up Show on IG. Go ahead and slide over there if you want, um, have an iPhone and you want to spill invite. Uh, we got a backlog of them. So you let me know. You let us know. You go jump in our DMs on Instagram, and that's how you get that spill invite. Um, the new kind of up-and-coming black app that is created by black uh, former Twitter employees to give black Twitter a specific and official home uh, to do its thing. And I've been over there. I was on spill today. It's a lot of community over there, a lot of people trying to connect, a lot of people who want to and remember, it's in its beta phase. It's not open to everybody, so it's invite only. So it's a lot of people who want to build connections and bonds with folk before everybody get let in. So come over to Spill. Come hang out. Chop up shows over there. Um, and you already know we staying connected and staying tuned with y'all. So that's all I got. I love y'all. It's always a blessing to have y'all in the mix. Talking to us, plug, if ain't nothing else. You know what I'm saying? We can drop it out. Hey, and, and, again, and again, we verified y'all. We verified on Instagram. So... Hey, hey, oh, also soon y'all be able to hit that super chat as well. Yeah. And for real, we talking, if we talking Chop Nation, we about to be able to get up the subscription set up as well. So if y'all fuck with us like that, I mean, those options are going to be also available for the support. But with that being yeah. said, man, we appreciate y'all joining the conversation. Remember, look, a white, a white, yeah, use that as a tool. Encounter gaze, we see you. We out. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.